If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. This episode brought to you by the following patrons. Jay's Pack, Sex Caliber Bones A Lot, Madeline, Edward, Sunzi, Alyssa, Vixen, Holly, Natasha, Laura, Boise, Jeremy, Ali, Mr. Ragebomb, Libby, Wes, Dreskel, Aaron, Kristen, Tia, Jonathan, Kate, Isaac, and Karun. And all the patrons want you to know you're loved, you're listened to, and you're a valuable member of this awesome Horror Virgin community. And if you want to hang out with us, do so in the Facebook group, which we turn into a Saw-themed escape room every day. We haven't even gotten to a laugh line, guys. I'm trying to get to one. I said I've never saw it. Look, if you aren't going to cherish your life and the jokes that you tell, <laughs> you don't deserve to tell them. <laughs> <laughs> Paige, uh, Paige plays a piece of my skin off every time I do a pun that doesn't land. And then I put it in my pocket for later. <laughs> That's a Mikey jerky in your pocket. Uh, he better hope that he cut the right piece of skin, right? Like, he can't even see it. He's just chopping blind. Xavier is the biggest dumbass in the entire... I, 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 this is so dumb. Wait, look. Saul isn't sending his best. <laughs> Thank you for tuning into Horror Virgin. I'm Paige. I'm Mikey. And I'm your Horror Virgin, Todd, which means I don't like scary movies, but you guys make me watch them. And this week, you guys made me watch Saw 2 with a dollar sign. Yeah, definitely. This does have a Saw's like vibe to it. You Saws know what I'm saying? More than one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. When yeah. they had to go back to the room the first saw took Ooh. place in, I was like, guys, come on. Try to be your own movie at least. Like, what are we doing? No, no, no. I was here for it. I was like, it's a cycle. <laughs> like, yeah. It's the same house. It is the same house. It was a hat on a hat for me. This movie is aggressively 2004 in a way that most <laughs> things never can be. <sighs> Anytime anyone gets hurt, it turns into a stained video. <laughs> <laughs> it does. Yeah. I hate slow motion in such a fashion. <laughs> like, that period of cinema. I hate it. Even the good films were like, slow it down for 10 seconds. And I, I was like, no, 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 no. And it's all green. I don't know why everything from this time period was green. Uh, Paige, The Matrix was like really cool. Do you remember that film? It was like real good. And The Matrix is overly green. Yeah. The Matrix is overly green, but this is after that by a couple years. Well, I guess maybe the sequels. The sequels were out. I mean, this is 2005. Yeah. Uh, although I will agree with Mikey. It does have very 2004 vibes. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know when this came out. 
2004 is really close. Yeah. So I feel real good about it. Yeah, no, Mikey, you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's very, cut my face into, into pieces. pieces. I need this tiny key. <laughs> I mean, it did feel like I was walking through the Saul haunted house and just watching the actors play it out. And like, <laughs> here for that. That's pretty cool. <laughs> I would have been down for it. It did sort of have Halloween Horror Nights at Universal vibes. I want to say that this is right around the time that Horror Nights started to become a really big deal. Because I know there have been Saw mazes over the years. And I think Saw is one of those franchises that really lends itself to a maze pretty well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like all the movies look like a haunted house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every Saw movie, at least that I've seen so far, which I realize is only the first two. Two? Yeah. <laughs> two. Everyone. All two of them. But they are <laughs> just the worst escape room experiences. Like, I'm giving you a Yelp review with one star before I die. Or the best. The best. Or they're, they're very involved. <laughs> <laughs> These games did not seem very winnable this time no it's almost like when he says i want them to live he's fucking lying <laughs> yeah i think he might actually be a serial killer here yeah you think yeah a little bit maybe really uh-huh that's because the game <laughs> is not the games that they're playing like that's the ultimate twist at the end is that they just videotaped that so they could play it while the kid was in the safe. So the kid was in the safe the whole time. So it didn't fucking matter. Right. They were all going to die. Amanda was there to make sure that they did. Yeah. So that they had a long enough tape to play and fool people. It had to be exactly, I think, three hours or something like that. Right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 yeah so they were going to die. Of course, they couldn't get out. Those are witnesses. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, because torture porn is not normally my thing. Right. But these movies I can hang with because they have a story and they have like an actual plot that you're working through. I do feel like they kind of rip off seven at certain points, but I also fucking love seven. So like, I can't really complain. This is kind of like when we did Leviathan. <laughs> this is the last Saw movie I think I saw. I think same. So I'm kind of excited to see what this franchise is like. Once we leave this time period, <laughs> I have not heard good things after I think three, which is the last one that Winnell is involved in. I believe James Wan and Lee Winnell are at, at points tangentially involved in basically the first three. And then they were kind of like, we're done. But the money making machine of Hollywood was like, we're not. Uh, so congrats. We're going to make more. Yeah. And we own the rights to it. So and we own the rights to it. And so it became kind of a weird thing. So I've heard rumors that like in the middle, it's like not great. And then the new one is supposedly awesome. So I'm kind of actually really excited to see the new one. Well, all we got to do is 10 more episodes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How, how much time you guys got? Chris Rock's in one. I'm excited. That's Spiral. Yeah, I know. That's the one that's not on the timeline. We just got seven more to go to get there. There you go. Seven, eight, nine. Yeah. Yeah. That's called math. It is. But what did you guys think about it? Like, did you guys like it overall? I liked it. Yeah, it's it's fine. I liked it more than I thought I would. Same. Same. Agreed. I mean, the, the body horror did not upset me as much. Oh, really? Well, it's because they kept scatter cutting away from it. Oh, as much. Yeah. Yeah, because it's like, <laughs> oh, now it's a still shot. And I'm like, oh. Yeah, yeah. I'll give you as much because the first saw fucked me up. Now it's a music video we're gonna cut a lot like that's what happens every time something bloody happens it does the only part that was like when she dove into the needles but i think i think she knew she was gonna do it so i think those were probably clean needles well i have notes about the actual needles on set but fun fact back a couple years after this came out 
MTV did a TV show called Scream Queens, and it was hosted by Shawnee Smith, who's the actress that plays Amanda, who dove in the needles or whatever. Shawnee. Shawnee. And it was for like (laughs) girls who were aspiring actresses that thought they would be good in horror movies, and they would just make them reenact deaths from horror movies. It was weirdly watchable. I think I'd like that. That would be a fun, like, competition show i dug it we need shutter to bring that back it was a blast mikey will host it and then if you win you get to date him oh Oh. no (laughs) that's too scary who would compete for that (laughs) but like one of the things they did was the needle pool basically and i remember Uh, that episode and being like oh nice uh, no thank you Okay, so I didn't like this, obviously. It's well, like, yeah, we expect that. Not my cup of tea. But I think I enjoyed the story from the first saw more. Okay. This one feels more like a Law & Order SVU retelling mm. of like an actual events like kind of a thing. I think it had the same budget. Yeah. Yeah. But I didn't dislike the story in this. I thought it was kind of cool. Some of the reveals were like, we know. Were you scared? Was I scared? Yes. I felt like the filmmaking style style sabotaged the creepiness of the body horror and the scares and the and everything yeah so when i said yeah i immediately started to take it back because i was gonna say i don't think i was scared so much as i was grossed out does that make sense yeah and that's different for me those are two different things there really isn't like scare moments necessarily there's a lot of like oh my god don't cut the back of your neck you idiot when you could just like be nice for a second and ask someone to tell you that you're number fuck he he can't be nice right right although now we know that she never would have because that was part of the game but whatever yeah yeah yeah. whatever but like i I don't know i like the first story better than this one but i sort of was here for it the only reveal that i thought was cool was the sun and the safe at the end yeah i forgot that part Mm -hmm. you can definitely see his protege coming i honestly didn't think he actually had cancer i thought it was just like part of it you know i want to say he does i think he dies in like the next two yes a few movies in he dies but then like comes back where it's like is he dead is he not there's like a whole bunch of questions we'll get there but here's the thing though that that's why i'm kind of down for saw there's a story there's like a through line yeah when i'm like why is he doing this to people i have answers (laughs) like i i dig it and hey For a movie with a twist that tries to twist it on you, it worked. And then they showed you how it worked. And you're like, this makes all the sense. I can't find fault. You've got causality. You tied up all your plot holes. I know. Thank you, Saw 2. Yeah, you showed me how you do everything. Like, I loved it. Thank you so much for not leaving, like, big question marks in your movie. Yeah. But having the balls to go out on a really fucking banger of a cliffhanger love it donnie Wahlberger's like in the room where it all started baby loved it are you talking about the most burned out of burned out detectives to ever detect burned out detectives detecting yeah because he fucked his partner got divorced because he makes terrible decisions yeah it's all his fault and then he blamed his son for it <laughs> yeah why don't you just fucking leave <laughs> oh my god like father of the year over here i was oh like what is he doing this movie was silly this movie did not scare me it did bring me satisfaction of like it felt like going to a haunted house without leaving my home Mm -hmm. i didn't have anyone to root for i didn't care i like (laughs) watching everyone slow down and then do still shots of their deaths or whatever 
No, I didn't like that part. It just felt like MTV's Cribs, but it's a haunted house. <laughs> <laughs> and in this puzzle box room, we've got Xavier with a knife. Here's where I keep the bear traps. He's like, no, I really am on fire. Look. And then he comes out not burned. And I was like, this isn't really gory even. No, he's not like Obi. You mean Obi when Obi dies? Yeah. Yeah. Obi Obi. Obi Obi. Obi is it Obi? My bad. So Obi, when Obi dies, he just like pokes his head out of the crematorium I guess he's in. Smoke inhalation will get you. I mean, yeah, but not when you're outside of the chamber. Although I also would buy that he, he was in there for a while. He was probably burnt already. Like, whatever. What would have been cool is if it burned the bottom half and then he like fell out. Oh, and then his legs were just like uh, charcoal briquettes. Yeah. Yeah. Gross. This is my one like nitpicky thing with this movie and it's only because I have information that ruins parties. Mm. Sarin gas, which is supposed Supposedly the thing killing people in this movie kills you way faster. They even make reference to uh, Om Shinrikyo in this. Shoko Asahara's yeah, yeah, Om Shinrikyo yeah. subway attacks, which, by the way, killed people within minutes because it's like so, so deadly. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. You don't want to gas troops to have them kill you before they die. No, I know, but like, there's not necessarily a way to dilute, like, yeah. even small amounts of it kill you, like, immediamente. So, like, the whole conceit that people would survive in a house for as long as they needed. Why couldn't they just say, you were poisoned, you have three hours to live? Right, and and never tell us what kind of poison it was. That would have made me a lot happier. Yeah. Yeah, but they had to name check sarin gas. Yeah. Which, I don't know if that just has an injectable antidote. I don't believe it does. I'm not 100%, but I'm pretty sure that... I mean, I know there are ways to counteract it. Let's put it that way. There is an option to cure, but you have to get medical treatment, like, immediately. Like, instantly. Did you guys ever watch that show on Nickelodeon, Todd? Um, the Finder's Keeper show where you have to go in the house and find the... The things it was after Legends of the Hidden Temple. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? No, I have no idea what you're talking about, and that's why Todd and I are friends for this m tiny segment of Rich Person TV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I have no idea. I've, I've never seen this, and I didn't have Nickelodeon ever in my life, so no, no. But you know what? I would watch Mikey Room Raiders Saw Edition. Hell yes, yes. <laughs> I'm here for that. Oh, it was just called it was called Finders Keepers. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I. I've never. Is there any reason you brought it up, Mikey? Yeah, because it's always like you have to go into their bedroom and find the key, and they have like they're like going through all this stuff. And if that stuff was needles, this would basically be saw. <laughs> but these were like kids' rooms, right? No, it was like a full-on house. They had like a house in a soundstage, and they're like. You have to find this in the living room and you have to go like tear the living room apart. It was a cool show. I would be terrible at that game. It was like a live highlights magazine game show. Yes. And I'm here for it. That's amazing. It's just like early every morning at my house when my husband doesn't remember where he set his keys down. Like this doesn't sound fun at all. Every time I date someone, they help me like organize. It's <laughs> so like one person got me a thing. With the, the keychains and the, where you put the mail. And so I've everything has its place. Yeah, we've got one. That's how you know I have a girlfriend. I have one of those in my house. Like, mm -hmm. we all suffer from ADHD, Athoria, or whatever it's called. So, like, yeah, we're always leaving shit around. We need people who are organized in our lives. Yeah. I had a girl teach me everything has its place. And she said her place is not here. <laughs>
When did your mom leave? Oh, 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 oh. oh. Love you. I tend to be able to find my keys, except for when my husband drives my car. And then everyone's keys are lost. <laughs> yeah. Jake manages to remember every single other thing on the face of the earth, except the keys. <laughs> but we love him. And he makes great breakfast sandwiches. And he has nice shoulders. And he's a very kind, loving man. We do love him. Just like Jigsaw with Amanda. Also, love Jigsaw's Harry Potter cosplay. <laughs> <laughs> I knew we'd be a Gryffindor. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> like, for sure. It's really weird that the bear trap mask sorts you into a house. <laughs> if, okay, well, I'll, I'm saving bear trap mask for when we get there. I have thoughts. It's not even technically in this movie. It's technically in the last movie. What about the guy with the other mask? With the Oh, the nail mask. Yeah. I mean, that's like first, yeah. Yeah, I do love that this movie has almost no credits. It's a literally 91 minutes, no fat on it. Yeah. N not a single pacing issue in this movie. <laughs> no. This thing moves, baby. Unless someone's dying and then it slows down and shows you five different perspectives on it from various fast cuts with with a strobe light just flashing. Yeah. So much blood. It's like you went to a, I don't know, white zombie concert for the next 10 seconds. Just a grave instead of a rave. That is a completely different style of music, Paige. I know, but just wow. somebody bleeding out while it like <laughs> stutter cuts. Well, do you guys want to just go through this movie scene by scene? I guess. Yes. Let's do it. So we open. Literally, credits happen. Story immediately also happens. Love it when that happens, man. Such Love a good it. way to start a movie, you know, by starting it. So great. This movie opens with Marky Mark. No. Emotionally abused. No, Mark Donnie. Nope. First of all, it's Donnie, and that's three scenes from now, bro. <laughs> Skip it. This movie opens on a random guy whose name we don't know, who has a mask full of nails. The one thing I wanted to talk about. <laughs> yes. This is the thing you wanted to talk about, Mikey. I think... Thing. If I had the choice of cutting my eye out to get to a key or dying, I probably would just die. I'd take the mask. Same. I thought about that when I was watching this. I was like, I think I'd just wait it out. I wrote literally the exact same thing. Because <laughs> I feel like you're going to die so fast in that mask. Like, you know, whatever. I'd just be like, you got me. <laughs> <laughs> Jig scene. <laughs> I, I honestly just couldn't do it. I, I can't. Eyes are a no-go for me. I, don't, I I can't. I don't like it. I had to look away during this. I hated it so much. But this was the most, oh, moment in the movie for me by far. And the wrist didn't get you? That's the one that got me. No, no, no. That got me. But this one was more. Mm. No, the wrist didn't look real to me. Oh, it looked pretty real to me, and I hated it. It looked a lot like the collector when she put, put her hand out the window. For me, it was the sound. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. For me, I was like, this game doesn't seem winnable. Like, I don't think I, like, you know. It's not. It's not winnable. It's not really a game. He's a serial killer. Amanda won. And also, the son and Amanda are not poisoned. Yeah. I honestly think the poison was injected. Because they, they would not have lived. Yeah, I think you're right. That's why there's that spare syringe on the ground. Yeah. But I, I also think that these are things you could argue for with things that are on the screen. Yes. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. So this first guy, I don't know that it's possible to cut something out of your own eye. I feel like you'd pass out. That's what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. Or if you cut too deep or anything. And we don't even know if that key is actually in. I know. They're just x-rays. Yeah. Because he just shows him the x-ray, so he can't feel it. 
So who knows? I think this was just to kill him to lure Donnie Wahlberg to the crime scene. I think so, too. So, like, I think this guy was a lost cause regardless. Yeah, which means it's an unwinnable game. Yeah, I think for some people it is an unwinnable game. Because, again, I mean, this is kind of like the menu when it's like, well, they're horrible and they're killing people. I was like, yes, they're the villain. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I feel like in this movie it's like, well, he lied. I'm like, yeah, he's the villain. Well, some people are like, Jigsaw only kills bad people and he gives them a chance no i don't think so i think sometimes it is winnable but i think he determines when it is and when it's not right like yes i think it's winnable at his whim yes and i think it's winnable for his desire right so like if we look at amanda which happened in the first movie amanda won by killing someone else and retrieving a key yeah to then unlock her mask right yes but that's winnable as long as she kills that other person and some of them may have been winnable but like think about the hand one the wrist ones that's not really winnable no i mean (laughs) you know (laughs) i mean she did like the dumbest thing by like putting her other hand up in a thing she couldn't get her hand out of like what are you doing here's the other thing though And again, I am of the belief that the games were designed to be unwinnable and these people were expendable to create the video to, you know, do the safe thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Baseline, yes. But there's also a ton of stuff around the house, like that bat with all the nails in it and the doctor bag that we never got to see inside of that Amanda had, which I think maybe had injectable stuff. Who knows? Yeah. Right. But I I almost wondered if you had more time or if you were paying attention. And part of the problem is people freak out, right? So they don't actually play well. Right. If you had found gloves, could you have done it? Maybe. it Were there gloves in the doctor bag? Who knows, you know? Oh, yeah. I don't know. You mean, could, could you have stuck your hands up there and gotten the... Yes, yeah. I also don't think that anything that glows like the neon syringe <laughs> in Reanimator is yeah. sarin gas antidote. Yeah, no. So I think all of it's bullshit. I think if you actually injected yourself, you would be like, oh... It's like fucking Mountain Dew, and now I'm dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just, I just fat checked this real time. The cure to sarin gas is glow stick juice. So holy <laughs> shit! Oh, no. Wow. Okay. If only Japan had had glow sticks. <laughs> Sorry, no, that's horrifying. A lot of people died. Not H bomb cure. Well, no, the the sarin gas attacks happened in Japan, Mikey. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, mm. Mikey. That's the one place it's been used widespread. Is is Japan. By guys who had to pop Ziploc bags with umbrellas. It was a bad plan. Shogo Asahara was on a ton of drugs. Yeah, I mean, he was a cult leader. Like, he was late-stage cult leader. He, yeah, he had convinced himself he could levitate. It was it was a whole bunch of wildness. Every chance you two get bringing up the fact that you've been to Japan. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Paige? Real quick. Yeah. Would you go on a two-week vacation with Mikey and I to Japan? Oh, do we all get our own rooms? I think that's the only way we don't kill each other. Yes, of course. I'm not <laughs> sleeping in the same room as you, you monster. Of course. Then, yeah, I could do it. We need. We would need a free day every four days. <laughs> <laughs> every day would be a free day. It's a vacation. Not like like, a, like an individual day. Like, I'm going to go off and do my own sushi tour. Do you think I want to hang out with you every day? Because, Mikey, I do. Please don't leave me every fourth oh, day. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't even think that's the problem. I think Mikey's forgetting how long the flight would be for him to Japan. 16 hours at least. I know. I thought about, like, I'm going to plan a vacation for my birthday, I think, for, like, to go do something big. But then it's like, I got to fly somewhere. Yeah. 
we got a lot of stuff to deal with here. Do you want to come see Northern California? That's not as long as a flight, but it's, you know. It's four hours. I did good <laughs> on the California. I've been doing better flying. We've been flying more, and I've been doing a lot better. Yeah, Mikey, honestly, when we went to L.A., you were fine on that flight. I didn't have to hold your hand at all, and I tried. Mm-hmm. I used to cold sweat when the plane would take off and land. He did, yeah. Jeez. Like the first time I think we flew to Kansas City, Mikey was very drunk because he was very nervous. I remember that. Yeah. Because I remember when you guys landed. <laughs> he was still drunk. By the way, he wasn't like obviously drunk. He was very quiet, nervous drunk, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yeah. So he wasn't like making a scene or anything. He was just like sitting there. Very nervous. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't like no fly list drunk. I was like. No, not at all. That's what I meant. Like you were not being belligerent or like even silly. I was just jittery. Mikey's not an angry drunk. Mikey is a very silly, lovey drunk. Yeah. I love it. I mean, on one hand, Mikey, I feel like in Japan we could definitely find bugs for you to eat. So that would be fun. <laughs> but yeah. we know how you like damn crickets. I also, I feel like it's not a not a country that's very conducive to clumsiness. And I feel like it would be uncomfortable for you at points to try and rein it in. Oh, because I'd like trip and destroy a whole temple or something? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That'd be my worry, honestly. I'd be like, oh, no. And they make those temples old over there. Yeah, they're super old. When I was there, I went to a temple that was having its 1,150th anniversary. Do they still have places where there's paper walls? Yes. Yeah, I mean, they do have rice paper walls. Some places, depending on where you stay, yeah. It's a very traditional thing, yeah. I definitely would break one at least in a trip to Japan. That's very bad. You can't do that. They are not cool about it. I do wonder how many... Japanese children I could beat up before the authorities respond appropriately. <laughs> Mikey, I'm going to tell you, you wouldn't want to. They're wonderfully behaved. <laughs> no, I've seen the show old enough where they send the little kids on errands. Yes, where they send them on shopping errands and stuff. Oh, you, you've talked about that show before. I still want to watch yes. it. I haven't seen it yet. If you feel anxious, watch that show. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's like a visual like spidget, spidget, uh, fidget spinner. It just makes you feel good. Spidget finner is what he almost said. Fidget spinner. Spidget finner. Oh, God. It actually, it makes me more anxious because they're children. I live in America and they're children. And I'm like, a van's going to pull up any minute. But listen, nothing makes Mikey feel at ease like child labor. Yeah. And children in danger. So, I mean, he is into it. No, the best part about that show is that they give him like 30 bucks. And they're like, I need, I need uh, like fucking uh, onions and like two <laughs> potatoes and a salmon. And they go off and they're like, I'll take the chocolate. Please hand me the chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so they don't do it? Oh, they'll like spend the money on like stuff for themselves too. I mean, good for them. Anyway, let's get back into it. So the guy face mask closes. He's insta dead. Oh yeah. And of course they immediately <laughs> call Donnie Wahlberg and they're like, was this your informant? And he's like, yeah. And they're like, so, and he's like, sounds like a you problem. <laughs> yeah. I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah, he was my informant. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah, he's not anymore. And he does have a puzzle piece chunk taken out of his back. Maybe you guys should go find that or whatever. And they're like, um, this is clearly Jigsaw, the guy that you were hunting down. And he's like, not anymore. Bye. Yeah. But literally, he gets a call and he has to go pick up his son who has been shoplifting and they're going to press charges. 
and they get in a fight and he's like well maybe i should just go back to mom's early and he's like then fucking go go (laughs) it's absolutely wild and amazing it's wild he is just the worst father this entire movie aggressively so he's smoking during this conversation at a for some reason a waterfront it's the most detective detective thing I've ever seen. I think he picked him up off of a ferry. <laughs> like, I don't understand why he had to go to the docks to get his son. I thought maybe it was a store that was along the boardwalk. Shoplift and snorkels again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shoplifts and those Coney Island hot dogs or whatever it is. You better watch out for Nucky Thompson's boys on the boardwalk. I'm not shoplifting Coney Island hot dogs. I'm just happy to see you. <laughs> anyway. He's like, go leave. Can't you see I don't want you anymore? And he's like, fine. So he leaves. <laughs> but then we cut forward a day or two and it establishes that it's like two days. Yeah. And he's calling his son. He's like, hey, I have not heard about. I haven't heard from you. I'm sorry about yesterday. Please give me a call. But we get. I'm sorry. I fucked this up. He gets a call. He then goes to see the informant who is ex informant at this point. Yes. But again, it's just like. This all sounds like a you problem. Bye, guys. Yeah. But the sergeant who's working on the jigsaw case is like, I need your help. Like, please. This was your case. You were working on it. Please help me. And he's like, okay, fine. So they're reviewing the tape. And there's a message to him that says, look closer, detective. And he notices a steel company on the mask. They go to that warehouse. It's rigged. It chops that guy's shins, almost like the the skateboard guillotine in Jackass Forever. Okay, yeah, we got to talk about a lot of this, Paige, because it's like nuts. It's a lot happening at once, yes. The thing says look closer, and he does, but at a very specific thing, and that sends him to this place that Sawface or whatever the fuck is Jigsaw Jigsaw. is like at right 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 the steel company if he had like looked at like a hat that some guy was wearing and he was like oh shit we gotta get to lids he would have gone to the wrong place (laughs) I know like that's like a huge fucking gamble Jigsaw face it's not a gamble they would send like one person to check it out and that person would be like this place looks pretty creepy. <laughs> okay, so you're saying it's not the lids, Mikey? Yeah. Okay, let's <laughs> let's check somewhere it's else. It's not the lids. Yeah. It's not the Coney Island hot dog stand. <laughs> when they're at the crime scene, there is they establish that there's like no other identifiers except for that puzzle piece. And that's like the only thing that has anything on it. So again, I agree. It's a gamble. It's one of the few parts of this that doesn't immediately puzzle piece into the rest of the movie. But the police would chase down any lead. The vast majority would be a waste of time. They'd be like, let's go check the company, the steel company is, and maybe it's a disgruntled ex-employee. Yeah, they would chase down every lead, foreign and domestic. Yeah, but that would happen. But like days later, we would see the raid because they had chased down all the leads and figured out all that shit. It just happens immediately. They're like, oh, my God, Miller Steel Company, let's raid that facility, like, immediately. Right. And, of course, they're right. It's so silly to me because that shit would take days. But when the cops go in and they're, like, sneaking around and it's all dark or whatever and they go inside the... I don't know. Like the, it's like a cage match around the staircase. They're like, let's go in. It, it, yeah, it's like a, an, an encased staircase, which I'm like, of course this is rigged. Yeah. This is immediately rigged. Yeah, why the fuck would you go in that, you idiots? Look closer, detective. Oh, it says booby trap on this cage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but when he starts, well, I guess there's three of them in there initially. They start walking up the steps, and then the jigsaw 
Sawface trap door thing happens. No, 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 not even the trap door thing yet. Oh, the puppet. The puppet yeah. thing on the tricycle. Why did that not end up getting 30 bullets in it? Like, I would have shot the first thing that moved under those circumstances because I was so scared in that moment. And that's why you can't be a cop, Todd. The first no-knock warrant. Yeah, because that's... That's a white kid on a tricycle. Yes, <laughs> what are you talking about? That's any kid on a tricycle. I'm just saying, everybody's getting shot under those circumstances. I will say that I think this this series of films needs more of the puppet. Like, I need the puppet in every fucked up game. I need a video of him. I need a marionette to pop down and, like, taunt them. Need more puppet. That's, that's all my only suggestion. Mikey, I have a follow-up question. Is the puppet alive? Are we talking like Chucky or are we talking like the guy is like literally pulling the strings? And by the guy, I mean John Kramer or whatever his name is. I would be open to either. But now that you say it, if Jigsaw's soul after he dies for cancer goes into the puppet, would also love that. God damn it, Mikey. I'm back in. Let's do this. <laughs> I love that idea. There's 10 movies. Can one not be that dumb? I want, I want, where is it? <laughs> Can we get a Mikey movie saw, please? Yeah. But like, if it just comes down and he makes this whole like diorama of it in every game, I would also be okay with that. I'm on board. I thought the best part was him coming in and leaving and then they get electrocuted. I was like, that puppet did that. I mean, that puppet didn't do shit. But I thought it was yeah, funny. It's just a puppet. Because they didn't shoot it. Had they shot it, I'm sure everything would have been fine. I'm sure it would not have been. <laughs> but they start walking up the steps. The trap door comes out from under the steps. Mm. And he like, as he's falling, like a spring-loaded stair comes out and breaks his shins in half. Yes. Like that guy's just dead, I guess. Like, I don't know how you come back from that. Probably not dead, but like. Well, I mean, like passed out. Like I, that's so much pain. He's not going to be on the uh, PD's hockey team versus the fire department no, this year. No, no, no. But good news, his doctor did say he could finally make him 6-1. Nice. They do that. People have that surgery. People have that. It looks so strange. I guess if that happened to me, I would request that at the orthopedist. Like, give me three inches and in two different places. <laughs> oh, God. Here's the thing, though. They, they, they can do it. They haven't quite gotten to the point where it looks proportional. You know how like boob jobs, boob job technology is so amazing now it that is. like it looks crazy real. Yeah. This is not there yet. <laughs> oh, I'm not going to do it. I've seen people who had that surgery done can't really like jump or run again. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, they can just stand and look slightly taller. So, yeah, I'm definitely never doing that. Yeah. By if you're a two, was it the, the tibias? Femurs? Femurs. If you're two femurs break. You ain't running or jumping anyway, so, like, take the inches, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Well, yeah, yeah. This is the only situation in which I'd be like, yeah, 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 give me six inches or whatever. Six is a lot. That's going to make your legs look weird. Yeah, it is. Yeah, all of it makes your legs look weird, Mikey. Again, like, they they have not perfected. They don't. It looks strange every time. Well, Paige, they've perfected pants, so there you go. <laughs> Good luck wearing pants in our global, like, heated summers now, dude. Like, could you imagine if you had to wear pants all summer? It's not worth it. I go to work. I have to go to, I have to, go to work. <laughs> I wear pants all summer. Yeah, but you could never take them off. There's nobody at home. <laughs> he can't take them off at work, Paige. But what you do you to think come Mikey home. does 
for a no, living. Mikey, you're not at work 24 hours a day. No, but I'm not going to wear, I'm not Todd. I'm not going to wear jeans by myself in my home. But what about when you go fucking grocery shopping or go on dates or go on whatever? Or wear Lululemon tights. Oh, Jesus Christ. Hey, really quick. Can I just break in to show you what pants I'm wearing right now? You're wearing jeans tonight? I don't understand. <laughs> I had a fantastic fall Sunday. I did too. And I just got back. And so, yeah, I didn't change because uh, I had to jump on here. It's like 90 degrees here. It was 63 to 5 degrees today. It oh. was It was beautiful. I had the top down on the Bronco. I wore a pullover. We had to stay inside. It was too hot. Natalie and I went to uh, Lucky Lad. Mikey, if you haven't been, go. It's amazing. Mm. We went to their petting zoo. We fed some animals. We went through a corn maze. Oh, I love it. Okay. How much do you think is too much to spend on pumpkins? There's not enough. You can also eat them. I knew Mikey would say both of those things, oddly enough. Paige. I'm going to find fault with both. Uh, first of all, I know that, yes, you can eat them. But Mikey, how would you prepare a pumpkin, sir, to eat? I would roast the seeds. So what he would do is he would put it in the oven. Just turn it on. At yeah. 350 for like 30 minutes and then cut a hole in it. Oh, yeah. And then take it out. Todd, for sure. I would take the biggest pumpkin I have, which I have a big pumpkin. Well, you'd, ha you'd have to, Mikey. Go to a store, throw that pumpkin through the glass, and then take the pumpkin filling out of the store. <laughs> That's fair. Okay, I'll accept that answer. That right there is how you cook. <laughs> All right. So, Todd, how much is too much to spend on pumpkins? I mean, you're an adult with disposable income, and I'm assuming some of them are for food and some of them are for decoration. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Okay. They're all for decoration. That's fine. Okay. I'm going to say on the high end, because pumpkins do be more expensive if you go to a patch and pick them out instead of just buying them from the box in front of the grocery store. I'm going to say you spent $250. Oh, Paige. I got it as steel. Oh, good. Nice. I Listen, I thought it would be expensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, now, because of the level of ticket I bought, we got a pumpkin with it. Okay. I only had to pay $81. That's great, because I saw the giant bucket of pumpkins you guys had. Yeah, it was correct. We had to have a wheelbarrow to take it to our car. I saw, and I was like, they dropped like two bills on pumpkins. Yeah. <laughs> I got one giant pumpkin to carve. Three decorative small pumpkins that are basic people. Hashtag basic. Hashtag basic pump. I got two mums for the front porch. $44 nice. for all of that. Nice. It's too hot for us to put pumpkins out yet. You know how I know we're old? Because we, we decorate our houses for Halloween or fall. <laughs> we're talking about the great deals we got. It's just very cute. I don't have anything to compare it to. They could have been like, this is $1,000. I'm like, damn. Yeah. Pumpkins are expensive. <laughs> <laughs> Go to Lucky Lad, bro. Anyway, back to this movie. Yeah, please. We're 15 minutes into this movie. It's fucking lit already. Oh, this movie, there's no speed that is not fast in this movie plot-wise. Yes. You are paying attention or you are lost. Yes. Guess which one I am. So that guy's shins get gotted. Everyone else makes it up the stairs. Although they do like briefly electrify that fence, but they all get inside. And Jigsaw's there and he's just like, ha ha ha, it's me, Jigsaw. And the fact that they don't like immediately take him in down to the station, but he's like, I'm going to have to stay here with you while you deal with the problem in the other room. And he's like, what's in the other room? And they go in the other room and it's just a sea of monitors where it's like his kid and a bunch of other people. And he's like, no. 
and of course, I can't believe that none of them thought to question whether or not it was a live feed because that was my first question. It's 2004. We don't even know what live feeds are. Which is why he should have asked if it was on video, Mikey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, thank you for agreeing with Paige in a very weirdly aggressive manner. <laughs> Donnie Wahlberg don't know shit. Yeah. But yeah, he doesn't. He just assumes it's live. And I don't think anyone ever says that to him. Like, I don't think they say it is live. I think he assumes that and then no one corrects him, right? Right. Well, because nobody knows. Everyone assumes and they're waiting for the tech team to get there. And the tech team gets delayed. Well, no, I mean, but like John Kramer or whatever the fuck Jigsaw's name is. Well, yeah, he's not going to tell anybody. Exactly. Yeah, he doesn't correct him. Right. But I don't think he tells him it's a live feed. No, he doesn't. He just says on the monitors, you're seeing this. Yes. We don't know when it is. and But that's the thing with Jigsaw is like Jigsaw gives you just enough information to hang yourself. Yes. Right? Yeah. So, like, that's what's happening, basically. And he does say, he's like, there will be blood, but, like, we're counting down, and there's poison in the room. And he sets up the whole game, essentially, that they've got, like, three hours. And we cut inside to everyone kind of waking up in this room. And they're all like, what the fuck? We all got kidnapped. We don't know what's going on. What's the deal? And Amanda wakes up in that room. She's the last one to wake up. Yeah. She was the unconscious body on the floor. And she scrambles through the bricks to get the recorder and a key that says they shouldn't use, but will come in handy later. But at this moment, I was like, she's in on it somehow, but I don't know how. Oh, I knew she was in on it from jump. Yeah. 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 I remember the twist from when I saw it the first time. So I was like, oh. I did not. I don't really think this is a twist. This is not a twist. There are other twists at the end. This one wasn't like surprising to me. Like I knew this was going to happen. Right. Well, and if we remember the first Saw movie, there's always a player inside. Right. Yeah. So same thing here. Just like me. Watch out, ladies. Mikey's a player inside your heart. But so she kind of is pushing them through to the clues a little bit. Yes. And conveniently wherever she needs to be. But so the tape recorder they find is basically like, hey, you all know the number. It's in the back of your heads, which, of course, my first thought was check the back of that. Like because a guy gets shot like moments from now. And I was like, check the back of his head. Nobody does. But. It's all written on their neck is what we'll find out. Well, first thing I was like, it's not in the back of their skull. That would be not for real. That would be impossible, Mikey. You can't do exactly. You can't like write on the back of someone's skull. No. No, but here's the thing. It is Jigsaw who allegedly put a key in that guy's brain. It would not surprise me at all for him to have put something on the back of somebody's head or in the back of somebody's head so that when they got shot, everyone had to dig through their brains to get it. That's just how Jigsaw do. Oh, I could see that. But you couldn't, like, write the number to the safe on the inside of that dude's skull. No, 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 no. Before he died. Like, that is, like, yeah. What is he, a neurosurgeon? No. Although, if I ever have brain surgery, I'm going to have them, like, do a barcode in my skull. Because I want when people dig me up later, later, like in thousands of years for them to be like, oh, my God, he was the first replicant. Yes. Think about it, Mikey. I don't think that it would stay. It had to be carved into your skull, I think. Yes, it would. Put this in your will, Todd. I'll make sure this happens for you. <laughs> Hell yeah. Thank yeah. you, Paige. You're welcome. I support this. I'd be like, Paige, I fucked it up. I just did a smiley face instead. <laughs> well, it's going to have to work. I can think of worse symbols that could be carved into my skull as a prank after I die. So, And that smiley face has a penis in his mouth. I'm sorry. I couldn't resist. <laughs> Still not as bad as it could be. Look, it's the first replicant. 
<laughs> he was a replicant. Apparently, it was a sex replicant. Like, <laughs> this is hooray. a mouth pleasure bot, apparently. <laughs> mouth pleasure bot? He loved what he did. I actually have like extra nerve endings in my neck or something because I have the worst gag reflex ever. Oh, oh, I thought you were going to say that you were basically like deep throat and I was going to be like, I didn't need to know this about you. <laughs> no, I am the opposite of deep throat. Like I will be brushing <laughs> my teeth sometimes gagging. Tell me how you figured it out. Brushing my teeth. I'm not even joking. Like brushing my teeth sometimes will make me gag. You can ask Natalie. She makes fun of me all the time. Also, anytime we make gagging noises, it makes him gag. Like, stop. I gotta give him, a, give him a minute. Give him a minute. Guys, that's not that's not fair. We that that was mean. That was mean. I apologize. Oh, why why don't you just stop drinking orange juice before you brush your teeth? Th that's not what I'm doing. <laughs> Who would do that? That's gross. That's literally the worst tasting thing I think that can exist in humanity. Yeah, it's really bad. It is. It is. You're right, but that's not what it is. Anyway, so they tell them on the recording, they're like, by the way, the Shoko Asahara poison is here, a.k.a. the Nazi poison first. It was Nazis, and then Om Shinrikyu used it. They used the recipe to make their own. They used the recipe, yeah. and they, they wrote working songs about it. Honestly, fascinating cult case, but really sad. A lot of people died. It really is. Had they not gotten away with shit, it'd be real fascinating. It's real sad now. Well, they didn't really get it. They've caught most of them at this point. No, no, no. They killed people in that sarin gas. Attack. Oh no, for sure. No, I know, but like a lot of people responsible have now been like caught. And oh yeah, no, I know, but I mean, I'm just like if people hadn't like lost their life in the process of making this fucked up story. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. But also the people that they put in their human sized microwave, those people died Jesus, too. Yeah, it's a real fucked up story. Oh, I forgot about the microwave. The microwave, the human sized microwave. It's so big they called it the microwave, Mikey. Macrowave would have been the better joke, but that's fine. It's fine. It's fine. That's that only works in English. They were not an English cult. Yet. Mm. Let's just move on. <laughs> anyway, so they're, they're like, yo, you're breathing in poison. They're like, oh, no, but I agree with you, Todd. I think maybe they were injected and it's an unwinnable game. Anyway, yes. so there's a note with the thing that says, don't use this key. But immediately a guy's like, I got to use the key. And so he like <laughs> runs over to use the key and gets shot in the face. I was like, we all saw that one coming a mile away. He has like two lines in the entire movie and he like, was so proud he got cast as one of the guys in the room. Yeah. Dudes in this movie for 15 seconds. Although he does a great job at being this guy. He showed up to set that day and his sides just said, key good, gun bad. <laughs> like, <it was> just <laughs> insta dead. Yeah. Now, I will say a lot of the other characters in this, we learn about them a little bit more before they die and they've got a little bit more texture to them, which I also really like. Me too. That you you kind of gradually even if you don't know people's name you start to kind of learn about them which i think is really great well because the tape that they play that amanda dug out right right sort of lends them to there's a reason i picked all of you to be here right you all share some commonality so that gets them talking about like what they could have in common which is i think a great way to get out those like nuggets from people right in what i think is a realistic way to watch in a movie you know that feels like true to the movie especially in a movie like this where it's all about the puzzle, you know? Right, exactly. So that guy's instantly dead. And Amanda's like, he wants us to survive. We have to play by the rules. I've played before and gives we get like a flashback of the face mask. Yeah. But we cut to the now crime scene where Jigsaw is and Donnie Wahlberg is. 
And he's like, hey, I will make a deal with you. If you sit here and listen to me, you will find your son in a safe, secure place. But you have to listen to me. These are the rules. And it's wild that by the end of the movie, you're like, oh, shit, if he had just sat there and listened to him, like, the whole time, his son would have just been there. Well, and, and, okay, so that is, like, the reveal at the end that I actually really dug when his son was just in the safe the whole time. Same. It wasn't as, oh, my God, as the first saw. Right. But I thought that was a super earned reveal because of what they set up in this scene. He tells him to his face, all you have to do is sit here and listen to me talk my bullshit. And you'll have your son in three hours. Right. And that is like the truth. And it doesn't work because, of course, I wouldn't believe him either. You know, so like it, I just that payoff was so great. I loved it. Yeah, it was great. My dad probably would have talked to him for three hours because he's not so motivated <laughs> to have me back. <laughs> oh, I, I was going to say, I was like, I don't think anyone would have lasted because they have the timer. Yeah. And the videos. And so you are convinced that if you do not make that timer, you know, it's it's Jigsaw's word against video. Exactly. Yeah. Which they think is a live feed. So no one would sit there and talk to him for three hours. Like, absolutely not. Yeah. And and but that's what Jigsaw is. That's why Jigsaw is such an interesting villain. You know, what takes about three hours. Jigsaw puzzle. Oh, shit. Depending on how many pieces. Yeah, that's mm -hmm, true. Mm -hmm. Have they ever done a saw where they have to put together the pieces that he's cut out of people into like a flesh kilt or quilt? No. Um, I was going to say, what's your ultimate saw that you wouldn't be able to sit through? I think mine is playing a full game of Monopoly with my family. <laughs> it's musicals. <laughs> All you have to do is sit through Gilbert and Sullivan's <laughs> The Pirates of Penzance. Mikey's like, kill me now. No. I can't. And I'm like, yay! Paige, all you have to do is play a game of Monopoly to completion. To completion. And I'd be like, no, <laughs> we're done. I can't. I could do it. I get really into Monopoly. I could do it. I, oh, it makes me so angry. I can't. I, I refuse to play it with people. It makes me so mad. It's a weird thing to have a strong opinion about, but like, I'm here for it. Like, fuck Monopoly. I don't care. Here's the thing. It's not that it's not a weird thing to have a strong opinion about it because culturally that game is known as being divisive. Like there are memes about how much it ruins families. Oh, yeah. Like I've gotten in fights over Monopoly page. Guys, I don't know if you know this, but historically humanity very divisive. Yeah, for sure. I would rather go to Ikea with my husband every day of the week for the rest of my life than have to sit down and play Monopoly. Like Shoe shopping also high on the list of things I don't like to do. Oh, I also don't love shoe shopping. I do a lot of my shoe shopping online because I have weirdly big feet. I shoe shop online, but there are like regulations on where I'm allowed to take off my shoes. Yeah, I mean. Because of the feet. Yeah. Because you don't want to end up in a zoo because they're like, those feet should be in a captivity. They're like, why is Mr. Tumnus here? Those feet belong in a museum. <laughs> anyway, in this scene, we find out that Jigsaw already has cancer and is in pain. And he's basically like talking his ear off about his philosophy for why he does what he does, which is logical, even if it is not morally sound, where it's kind of like, I understand how you got from point A to point B, but that doesn't make it right. Uh, because his thing is basically, if you do not cherish your life, you should not have it, which is you playing God and that's not good. 
right? You don't get to decide for other people. That's not how the world works. But that's how Jigsaw works because he's an evil villain. Because he's a serial killer. I mean, yeah, you don't yeah. have to like, yeah, of course the morality of a serial killer is going to be off a little bit for sure. Sure, sure, sure. This isn't Dexter. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I'd argue that he's still a serial killer and ultimately bad. Oh, no, Dexter's still very much a serial killer. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, for sure. But this is kind of what Jigsaw is spending time talking to him about. And he's just getting like more and more annoyed of just like, where is my kid? Motherfucker, where is my kid? The time is running out, you know, or whatever. This whole like plot device to me is very funny because now all you'd have to do is like take a screenshot of, you know, the room they're in and like upload it to Reddit and be like, hey, my son's being held hostage by this old man. Could someone tell me exactly where this room is? And in 15 minutes, some Redditor would give you like the exact coordinates. No, it would be the wrong house and SWAT would... <laughs> Kill two innocent people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We just swatted the old lady down the street because she's being a bitch. Like, that's what would happen on fucking Reddit. Yeah, I was on Reddit after the Boston bombing. It was a disaster. Oh, shit. It was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. They pointed at the wrong kid who, like, had died of suicide and, like, sent stuff to his family. And it was, uh, yeah. The internet's not our best people. No. No. <laughs> anyway. Uh, we cut back into the house and they're coughing up blood. They're not doing good. And they're all we've kind of identified that they all have something about them. Right. So like Xavier has been to jail. We found that out. So has Jonas. The other girl, the one who ends up with the glass hands. <laughs> she had some issues with the law. Amanda hasn't said anything. And then the other girl hasn't said anything, although we will find out later. She has also. But so. There seems to be a common thread. Now, I had a theory, and it doesn't matter because, again, I think it's an unwinnable game. I had a theory that the combination to the safe was also his dad's badge number. That's a good theory. Oh, yeah. That would have been a cool reveal, too. Right? It doesn't matter. It was on the backs of the heads. But, yeah, we, I don't, mean, we don't ever actually see that. They never open the, the safe, right? They never open the safe. The safe is a misdirect because it's over the escape hatch where that key actually works. Right. Well, if you guys were paying attention to what was on the back of their, their necks, it was actually 6969420. Why are you giving everyone the password to my luggage? <laughs> we're just, you know, you wouldn't give us your debit card to put up on Twitch again, so we had to do something. Oh, yeah. my God. That was a fun evening. But... I we also we never see the back of the kids next. So we don't know if there's anything there. But again, when they move that safe, there's a syringe beside it. Yeah. So again, we don't know if the antidote is anything like it could be a red herring every time. Who knows? Yeah. Green herring. A green herring. It does look like a syringe from Reanimator, though. Like it is that color green. It is like nuts. It's very bright. Yeah. Like I would not inject that into my mouth. It's just slurm or surge. Yeah. <laughs> but that guy gets shot. They're like, clearly that's not the way out. But they find a door that says exit and Xavier tries to get through it and it's clearly barred. There's no way they're getting through. But we cut back to the crime scene and he's still talking to Jigsaw and Jigsaw is just like, Hey, yo, I know that you have a lot of complaints for excessive force and that you have planted evidence on people. Essentially, you a dirty cop, motherfucker, and we gonna get you. Yeah, and he is. Yeah, he is. And he's like, you should be convincing me that I'm your friend so I confide in you. And he's like, well, I'm, I just want to know where my fucking kid is. And he's just like, Jigsaw is trying to get him to beat him up so that Jigsaw can allegedly give up the position of the house. It's all part of the plan. Right. Like he is deliberately testing him. I think it takes longer than Jigsaw thought it would. I think so, too, to be honest with you, because, again, 
it doesn't matter once they get the house stuff is already done. Once yeah. they get to the house, yeah. everyone's dead. It doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. This is Mikey from Horror Virgin. I practiced this ad for Factor in my car today. <laughs> Can you show us what you practiced? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mikey from Horror Virgin here. <laughs> Talk about Factor. <laughs> Nailed it. I have used Factor on and off the last couple of years, uh, especially since 2020. My work is very busy. I have a very busy day job. He does. I have a very busy hobby uh -huh. slash second job called podcasting. <laughs> yeah, it's so much work for you. <laughs> Eating healthy is hard. Cooking, I'm single. <laughs> Cooking single is hard. And I've loved Factor. Other people, they ship you ingredients. You have to cook them. It takes a long time. Factor. They ship you fresh, never frozen meals. And it always only takes two minutes, which is like my favorite thing. I never have to think about how long it has to go in the microwave. It's two minutes. That's what my dating profile says. Always two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it's helped me eat healthier, though. They have a bunch of like dietary options, like low calorie or protein or keto. Is it keto? Keto? Ket Ket <laughs> Mikey, you said it wrong so many times. I'm not sure if I remember how to say it right. It's keto, right? Keto. No, it's keto. It's keto. But anyway, Factor's amazing. So just head to factormeals.com slash horrorvirgin50 and use code horrorvirgin50 to get how much percentage off, Mikey? Were you paying attention? 50. Damn. 50% off. Literally half off. That's code horrorvirgin50 at factormeals.com slash horrorvirgin50 to get 50% off. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's gonna be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Anyway, we cut back to the house. This is where Amanda finds that doctor bag, but we don't find anything in it. So we don't know what's in it. We don't know what she's doing or who she's doing it to. But we also see one of the other guys in, in a hoodie, which is Abby. Uh, but it's in this scene where they realize that at least three of them have been to jail before. And some of them have all done it at the same correctional facility. Yeah. So... As they're kind of walking through, they see another door. They take a flashlight, they go down in there, and there's a bunch of stuff down in this kind of like basement room and another body. And the body has a note for Abby attached and another tape. Yeah. And it reveals that Abby is the one who kidnapped all of them. Yeah. And he basically is a con artist and a kidnapper. And so now he can have an antidote, but he has to get one for somebody else. But in doing that, he has to climb into this tunnel thing. Yeah. Okay. Fuck, Mary, kill everyone in the room. Oh, geez. What? Out of the five people. I couldn't name any of the names. I couldn't name any of them. Well, you could point it out by descriptors. I think there's only two people that I could feasibly play into this game with with my given orientation that would not kill me. Kill Xavier. Yeah. Okay. Mary, Amanda. Mikey would 1,000% be love-bombing Amanda, though, for sure. Yeah, 100%. I'd be like, you be like holy so shit, good. you're, like, so good at Don't this. <laughs> You deserve to win last time. Like oh, these people, man. Like, yeah. I don't even make. I don't even make it. Cut. Go ahead and cut my jigsaw out right now or whatever. Oh make yeah, like you guys, you're way better than me. Whew. I want to be the only corner piece that's been cut out. <laughs> and I guess I'd have sex with the the wrist girl. She was cute, I guess. Or the girl who seizures. 
I don't think that's a seizure. I think Amanda killed her. Yeah, I thought I think so too. Yeah. She's like the most unwritten of the characters because they're like, why were you in jail? She's like, don't worry. Like she reveals no information about herself in the whole movie. She's under a lot of stress, Mikey. Maybe now's not the time. Well, that's why I don't pick Ooh, her. So. I had a theory <laughs> potentially that she either helped his dad and he turned on her like she was another informant or maybe she was a CO. Okay. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. She was so Who secretive, knows? which is why Mikey, when he broke into the episode to tell us which members of the cast he would have sex with and marry and kill, wouldn't have sex with this person. Because of her secrets, even right. though everyone has secrets anyway. <laughs> so they're all mad because they're like, you kidnapped us here, which does cause Xavier to cut his throat a little bit, but not enough to kill him. Right. Uh, but so he he decides he's going to climb into this thing to get these antidotes. One's hanging from the ceiling. The other's hanging from a chain, which like, bruh, why? Like, it's Jigsaw. Why would you? And they already know it's Jigsaw because they established it like a scene or two ago. Because well, Amanda knows. Because Amanda knows. But also the girl, the other girl who's like, she's like, haven't you read it on the news? Right. So like the other one's clearly attached to a chain that turns something on. Right. <laughs> and he's just like, bong. He's like, <laughs> like balls deep into the underside of a lawnmower and he sees the thing that like you start to pull for the lawnmower and he's like, I'll pull that. Yeah, yeah, Don't yeah. do that, you idiot. But it's it's a crematorium. Of course. And he immediately catches on fire. It locks him in. They break through a window to try and get him out, but it's too late. He dies with both syringes melted in the crematorium with him. Yeah, he gets crematoried. We cut back to the crime scene where Donnie Wahlberg is talking to Jigsaw. And he's like, why do you want to find your son so much? The last time you saw him, you were like, leave, go away. Go back to your moms. Yeah, but this is where Jigsaw also is like, like, here's why I believe what I believe. I had cancer. I thought I was doomed. I attempted to take my own life and I survived. And from then on, I decided to fight. But also I decided to test the limits of other people and how much they were willing to fight. And if you're not willing to fight, you don't get to live. But again, unwinnable game. He's a serial killer. He's absolutely a serial killer. Like, that. yeah, I honestly didn't believe any of this at any point in the movie. Like, yeah, it may sound like he may be actually dying because in future movies, it sounds like he may die. But like, that I didn't believe that for a second. This guy is a serial killer. Yeah. At least he's wearing a pink ribbon. But this is where he's like, you got the chance to do something good. Just tell me where my son is. Tell me where. And he's like, I, I won't. Um, but we cut back to the house where they've kind of regrouped in the room with the exit door. And they're like, Amanda, you've played before. Can we survive? And she's like, yeah, but like, I'm also back here. So like, it, you know, what is surviving really? Yeah. And he was like, well, why did he take you? And she was like, I was addicted to drugs. Uh, so he brought me here, but I passed that test. And then she says, I wasn't very good to myself. And we see a flashback of her self-harming. However, we will get more context on that flashback later. Yeah. But this is where they start to figure out that everyone else has been in jail. And he stops short of saying that his dad is a cop because I think he is already kind of like, Oh, they probably don't want to know that, right? Yeah, he's read the room. Like, two of them have talked about how they were in the same jail, although not necessarily at the same time. Mm -hmm. But, like, they were like, oh, I went, that's where I was. So, you know, that kind of thing. Right. So he's like, oh, I'm definitely not going to tell them my dad's a cop. Yeah, exactly. But they enter into another room that has a timer for three minutes. And this time the recording is for Xavier. And it's basically like, hey, you were a drug dealer. So now you're forced to endure what you pushed other people into and it's a pool of needles where he has to try and find the key 
and unlock it. This one would have got me out. I, I, I would not Oof. have been able to jump into a pool of needles. Well, he pushes Amanda into it. Well, yeah, but I, I would not have been able to do that either. But he like picks her up and throws her into it. Yes. It is not like a gentle, let me let you down softly on these syringes i mean there's no way nice to do it but whatever yeah and she of course is screaming because that's horrifying but she does find it but it's literally just as the timer runs out now granted the tape took like a minute and a half of that time (laughs) so like i think he's like cheating a little bit (laughs) a little bit i mean maybe that was built in maybe the timer was actually for 90 seconds Yeah, yeah yeah but they knew they had to like do the tape bullshit Whatever. Yeah. There was a part of me that once he pushed her in, maybe they upped the time. And we're like, well, just for that, he doesn't get to win or whatever. <laughs> We've added 10 seconds to the clock due to creativity. <laughs> so we cut back to the crime scene where the tech team is still on their way. So they're trying to delay for the tech team to get there. And they tell Donnie Wahlberg, they're like, go in and tell him you're going to destroy his work. So he starts destroying stuff and he's like, that won't save your son. So it doesn't matter. The tech team arrives and they're trying to find the source of that feed. Can I just talk a little bit about the destroy his work thing? Because he's talking to his partner or his former partner who has like still been researching the jigsaw case this whole time. Right. And she's like, we have to destroy his work. And Donnie hears that as like, I have to go in and rip up the files Like, that is clearly not what she meant, and he doesn't give a shit. Donnie Wahlberg is the worst police officer I've ever seen in a film. He's the dumbest person in this movie. It's insane. Because what I think his partner was saying was, like, we have to make it so, like, no one ever knows what he did. And so, like, there aren't any copycat cases. Like, that kind of stuff would be destroying his work in his eyes. Right. Just Donnie is so dumb. He destroys evidence. In a crime scene. I know. And then beats him up. So he would probably get off, I guess. I definitely think he was getting off, Mikey. What's the slow motion detective? Max Payne? Max Payne! That his brother famously plays terribly in a movie as well. He acts like Max Payne. Mm -hmm. Runs in the family, being a bad cop. (laughs) (laughs) Except for in The Departed. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. The Departed was pretty good. Marky Wahlberg was good. He was a good guy The Departed. Spoiler alert. Anyway. Yep. So he doesn't care that he's destroying his work, right? Not at all. <laughs> and he says, hey, there is one thing that's kind of important. I think your friends in the other room could get it for me. It's in the second drawer of this one desk. And they get it and it's the files of everyone in the room. And he's like, by the way, your son is in there with people you put away illegally. Yeah. Essentially. Well, because he planted evidence. Like, right. He like owns up to it. Like he definitely planted evidence. Like that's not. Yep. Innuendo or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Meanwhile, back in the house, Xavier is furious because the door locked, even though he like threw Amanda in the needle thing. Yeah. And so Jonas goes after him to basically be like, hey, the others are scared of you. We've got to work together. We've got to figure out what's going on. And they get into a full fight and he (laughs) hits him in the back of the head with a nail bat. And this is where he finds the number on the back of his neck he fully murders this dude for no reason yeah Yeah. he is like lost his mind right he checks the other guy on the floor meanwhile the other group is kind of out in the hallway and the girl who the secretive girl the blonde one uh who is dying on the floor like already kind of starting to convulse a bit she points out x marks the spot there's a picture with a crack in it That is an X. Yes. They flip it over and on the back it says father and son. And it's basically Donnie Wahlberg and the kid. So now everyone knows who the kid is. 
So that one girl runs off. She's going to do her own thing. The girl dies on the floor because I think Amanda yeah. gave her something. Well, she sort of like has what looks like a seizure and then dies. Yeah. Right. And so Amanda and Daniel, the kid, are together. And Xavier is now basically roaming the halls trying to kill people and find out their numbers. Which is all you have to do is like work together. Like yes. he is doing this the most difficult way for himself. Right. Because he could have come out of that room having just killed the guy with the bat saying, oh my God, he attacked me. Right. But when it ended, I noticed the numbers. Do you have numbers? Do I have a number? Let's go check the safe. But instead he's like, well, I killed one person. Let me just kill everybody. Yeah. Let me just kill everybody. Uh, so Amanda and Daniel, as they're running around, see that Xavier has killed Jonas and left the other body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but they find the numbers on the neck and they're like, oh, OK, but they don't really have context for it necessarily. But also they'd have to go around and collect everybody's. He's already kind of ahead of them. Uh, Xavier finds the photo. So now he's chasing them to just fucking kill them. Uh, meanwhile, back at the crime scene, Donnie Wahlberg fucking loses it. He finally snaps and he beats the shit out of out of Jigsaw. Yeah. Just a lot. Meanwhile, back in the house, uh, the other girl whose name I do not remember stumbles into a room that has a glass box and you kind of put it's like a razor thing. You put your hands up into it, but then you can't get them back out. Uh, and the sound is brutal yeah um but xavier walks in gets the number off her neck and just leaves her there screaming i hated this like the hand stuff i don't like it i don't like it no. oh i love hand, hand stuff. stuff's from middle school hand. yeah use your mouth no i mean like when, like hand torture <laughs> is what i actually meant i don't like it also it's really dumb like if you get your hand stuck and you can't pull it out, I'm not going to put my other hand through the exact same contraption on the other side of this box. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you got to be careful what boxes you stick your hands in. Always get consent from the box first. And even then could still be a trap. <laughs> it's amazing to me how quickly we're blowing through this movie, but also not at all amazing. It's like five people run to four rooms and all die. There's not a ton that goes on. Yeah. Like that's more or less it. Well, Here's what's crazy, though. Like, it moves very quickly, but it has more to it than most movies that, like, try to do this. It makes linear sense, and I'm down with that. (laughs) Yes, I like that. I liked it, too, but we are essentially watching Donnie Wahlberg watch a movie in this movie. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's like movieception. Yeah, I'm sorry this isn't going to take as long as Princess Diaries 2, where Mikey was obsessed with which side Genovia sided with in World War II. We all know which side it was. That's the yeah. problem. Is the there problem a debate? The problem was he was trying to reelect the regime that led Genovia into supporting the axes of evil in World War II. We can't relitigate this. Look, I know that Mia Thermopolis' dad escaped to Argentina, but we can't talk about it now. (laughs) Anyway, he's still punching Jigsaw. He puts his gun in Jigsaw's mouth, and Jigsaw's like, okay, game over. I'll I'll take you to the house. I'll show you where it is. Yeah. They leave. Meanwhile, the tech team is like, we have an address. It's 237 North Hyde Crescent, which I do think is a nod to The Shining, 237, because we also get a nod as they're driving uh, Jigsaw says it's the last house on the left Also another horror movie uh, yeah. reference I actually wrote that down even though we haven't done that movie But you know last podcast on the left You know so 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I figured it was a thing. So, <laughs> meanwhile, Amanda and Daniel have run back to the room with the safe. They've kind of jammed the door. Well, they've had to jam the door because they were holding it. Xavier's going to kill him, yeah. Because Xavier was trying to beat it down to get in there, but they're now in the room with, like, the safe and all that shit. Yeah. So, yeah, they're trying yes. to figure all that out Yeah. while he's right. beating the door down. And so they move. This is when they call for their third hint from the uh, host of the <laughs> escape room. And then he was like, do you want to phone a friend? Do you want a 50-50? What do you want to do? Use the are we black talking? light. <laughs> anyway, uh, they move the safe. They go down the trap door. And there is a syringe on the floor that they ignore as they go down the trap door. But they go down. Xavier does follow them. But they end up in the bathroom from the first movie. Once they get in there, uh, Xavier comes after them. And Daniel pretends that he's kind of already either dying or kind of dead, but then pops up, kicks Xavier, and then slits his throat. With the saw. He never saw that coming. Yeah. Yeah. Nailed it. But not before Xavier cuts off a chunk of his own neck because he's stupid. Oh, my God. I have so much to say about Xavier, and yet I cannot say anything at all. Like, it is the dumbest choice. I'll say one thing. There are easier ways to become a redneck. <laughs> it's that famous Jeff Foxworthy joke. You might be a redneck if you cut off the back of your neck. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so he is now dead. Yes. Uh, we cut to Donnie Wahlberg gets to the house. Jigsaw gives him a key. He gets in, he goes through the trap door, he goes and sees all the bodies, but all the bodies look a little bit older, like they're not as fresh as we would expect them to be. Because it was like two or three days ago. I mean, it could have been weeks ago. We don't know. Well, it could have been weeks ago because we know his son wasn't there yet. So it, it, right. it was within the last 24 hours, probably. How old is the son? Uh, we don't know. I got like 17 yeah, that was the vibe I had. Yeah. I bet his mom is going to be so pissed. Oh, you know who's getting full custody immediately? Well, he's going to yeah. die, I guess, in the next film. Is he? I don't, I, I, I'm don't. i just going to assume he dies in the next film, but the I, mom's going to be like, I hope one, so I he know. dies, because if he lives, I'll murder him myself. That's what a mom would say. Anyway, he gets to the bathroom from the first movie. Xavier's body's there. The other bodies are there. And he doesn't see his son anywhere, but he sees a hand in the bathtub and he kind of goes yeah. up to the bathtub and then someone in a pig mask jumps up and injects him with something. He passes out. I completely had forgotten about pig mask from the first movie until she jumped up in the mask. And then was I was that like, the first movie, Oh, pig mask made the second one. I totally forgot about pig mask. Don't we see the pig mask in the first I one? I have not seen first Saul. It's gotta be 10 I, years. I, hold on. I've got it up right now. Uh, I can double check. I mean, I haven't seen it since the night we watched it for our 20th episode, I believe. So 2018. Well, you talk about we. We weren't here. <laughs> well, I mean, we as in the podcast, but you're right. You guys weren't here yet, so those episodes aren't quite as good. Also, I was an asshole back then. Sorry. Please don't listen to those episodes. Listen to when Paige starts on the podcast. That's when you start. Um, Paige, did you get a verdict on Pig Mask? I did. Hell yeah. What's the verdict? Guilty. <laughs> Pig Mask did it. It's There you go. It's first seen in Saw in which someone cloaked in a red robe and wearing the mask crapped out of the back of the car, and attacked Dr. Lawrence Gordon in a parkade. That's exactly what I thought. Yeah. Oh, he wears the pig mask with the cloak. He's more of a Ron cosplay, not a Harry. That makes sense. Was Ron a pig? That was more of a reddish, you know? I, I mean, by now, the pig right. mask is very dirty and gross, so it's a nobody cosplay. But as he's passing out, he gets to hear basically a recording 
where Amanda is like, hey, it's me. I'm taking over for Jigsaw and your son is safe, but now you're not safe. Too bad. So sad. This is me getting back at you for that time. You put me in prison for something I didn't do. Yeah. So go fuck yourself. And of course, because no one else is hearing this, they're going to find Jigsaw outside and either take him to the hospital or he's going to die from his injuries. Right. And she's going to be free to continue. Um, but we also reveal that Daniel was in the safe at the crime scene the entire time. Yeah. So if he had just stayed and listened to Jigsaw, he would have also been safe. Yeah. And, and that's, that's the movie. movie. Oh, he's safe in a safe. That's yep. so clever. What a serial killer. What a killer, guys. So having seen the movie and we talked about the movie, what did you guys think about Saw 2? I liked this one. I'm really in the mood for scary movies this scary spooky season, so I was I was having fun with it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I this one isn't overall as scary as the first one was for me, probably because it cuts away a lot more, but the ick factor and the body horror was there. Although, ultimately, I think I do like the movie, uh, or at least what it has to say about social class. I, I thought I sort of dug that overall message of the movie and how, like, the... The 1%, which I think is personified by Jigsaw or whatever, uses the lower classes to fight against each other. So, like, the cops don't go after him and then uses the cops themselves to, like, go after the lower classes. It, I thought that was cool because that's very reflective of, like, society. But, um, yeah, I didn't read into it that. I mean, I was just like, this, this, this Jigsaw, what a fella. I mean, ultimately, that's what you should do. I mean, because that's what this movie is. I'm excited that we've remembered a franchise that there's 10 movies in that we could <laughs> catch up on. Yeah. This and uh, we have another big blind side with The Purge. Yeah. I know we have to do another Purge at some point because I wasn't even on the first one. I mean, in general society, we need to do one and we need to do a we purge? should watch those movies. Who would you purge, though? Like, what, <laughs> what would your... Todd. Todd Slosser. What? I would kill... Six out of seven animals in Todd's house. And I'd let Todd pick, like Jigsaw. I'd be like, pick five animals to die. You know Natalie edits these, right? I know. And then I leave my dog at your house. We take care of it. Here's the thing. People always want to kill in the purge, but all crime is legal. You have so many other options. You're like, I could go steal super expensive cheese or like other fancy things that I want and like. I don't know why people instantly go to murder. You could have a much more peaceful, more fun purge. <laughs> yeah, you could. But people like Elon Musk exist and there's no way people like him aren't going to die in a purge like scenario. Whatever. But I don't live near that guy. So I got to get my cheese on. I shouldn't fear for my life to just get my cheese. People would be like, I'm going to go steal cheese for my purge. Until the first thing of traffic. And then people will be like, let's fucking murder everyone. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to see what happens with Saul. Yeah. Honestly, me too. Like, I do think as far as story goes, the first two Saw movies are like crushing it. Like, I think they do a really good job because it, it is a very specific style of like movie because a lot of torture porn doesn't really have like a lot of good story in it. I think the first two Saws did. Let me rephrase it. Mm. I want to seesaw. Ah, uh, love it. I I do think that also continues at least for a little while into the franchise too. So like, I have kind of high hopes for three, and I know Spiral has a story, and I hear Ten is great. So I think in general, as far as torture porn as a genre goes, these are gonna have generally more stories overall, which makes me more excited to get to them. Yeah, same. But Paige, do you have any fun facts for us? I do. Well, here it is with your five facts. 
Jigsaw, fun facts. facts. To conceal the ending, most of the actors were not given the last 25 pages of the script. That makes sense. Until they absolutely needed them. And only the principal actors involved in the sequence knew. The whole second half? No, no, no. That's that's your last act. That's the joke, is that there wasn't much to the movie, so the... That was the This script would have had to have been really fucking long. Not like crazy long, but more detailed than the time allotment, I would say. Yeah, probably. So because you gotta set up the traps verbally and that takes that page room. Yeah, I I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it took four days for four different set deck people to replace all of the syringe tips with fiber tips for the needle pit trap so that they didn't have actual needles on them. It just took forever and then they had some needles on the top so that when you looked at it in the camera it looked like real needles but then when she goes into Mm. it it's not they're all out yeah yeah but because there are real needles around real needles kept falling into the pit and they would have to stop everything to take them out so that hate that you know hate that a lot (laughs) shawnee smith who who plays amanda who goes in the needle pit shawnee shawnee (laughs) was pregnant through filming and kept it a secret from Everyone except the director found out uh, most of the way through production. Was it Jigsaws? Like, hang on. Is this like a plot point? No, it's it's no, just I know. that, <laughs> you know, sometimes when actors get, actresses get pregnant, they get fired. And so they don't tell people. And it's a real fucked up part of the industry. It's not just actresses, unfortunately. But it does. Yeah, actresses yeah. and actors. Yes. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I mean, like. It's like people in regular ass jobs that happens. Oh, no, for sure. Sure, sure, sure. I just like specifically there have been a number of court cases around actors being fired for being pregnant, even if it was not visible. Yeah. Uh, So anyway, they did have to recreate the bathroom set. They did also shoot five alternate endings, which means that that script did have to be crazy detailed (laughs) to make all of them work. Especially because this one does work, like all the pieces work. Yeah. So I think they probably shot five alternate endings, but this is their intended one the entire time. Yeah. The needle pit has approximately 120,000 syringes in it. What? Good God, that's insane. Yep. And the entire film was shot in one building. So both the crime scene and the houses are all in the same building. But in order to keep costs down, that's how they shot it. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, They also added a little bit of water and gelatin to the needle pit to make the syringes movable and slippery so she could actually reach through them. Okay. Because they would essentially just lock it into place at some point, I'd imagine. Yeah, they'd get kind of stuck. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, This was shot in 25 days, which is not long for principal photography. It looks really good for that. I bet it's because they were all, it's like it literally is a single location movie, even though it doesn't necessarily look like that. But because they were all in that same building, you know, you could set up a base camp and just go, you know? Yeah. So the script for this movie was actually originally written by the director, Darren Lynn Bousman, and it was called The Desperate. It was not related to Saw at all. Really? Yes. And after trying Hmm. for years to get it made, but being told repeatedly that it was too violent, a company finally agreed to do it because they thought Saw might be a huge success and they wanted to capitalize on it. So they were pitching it around town as like Saw. And some people even criticized it as too Saw-ish. That sucks. Especially because he probably wrote it way before Saw was coming out, you know? That happened to me in a number of meetings with my final project coming out of film school that uh, got compared to Glee, even though it was adults doing musical theater, not kids. But yeah. anyway. So wait, was Glee out at the time? That was So you were pitching that like before Glee was out? 
Glee got purchased that same season. Oh, okay. So okay. like I was in meetings right before the pilot of Glee aired, and then the pilot of Glee aired, and then we were like, "Fuck!" <laughs> God damn it! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, especially because mine was like HBO levels of swearing and sex that they were like, "No." Uh, anyway, for the record, though, I'd watch the shit out of that page. It, I, I, I can send you the script if you want. I still have it. But uh, I'd read that. Just before they were about to close the deal to make the film on its own, the Saw producers, obviously trying to capitalize on the first Saw doing really well, yeah. asked if they could use and repurpose this film, this script, into Saw 2. And so Lee Winnell came in to help and merge this into the Saw universe so it could be a proper sequel. I think that is part of why this story works so well yeah. and makes so much sense is because it was a contained story before that they basically like control all, you know, like command F <laughs> yeah. jigsaw. Replace, uh, yeah. Replace jigsaw. Anyway, so that's how this movie comes about. Originally, and you might remember this if you were around and alive at the time, the original poster for this movie saw two had two severed fingers as oh, the yeah. two. Yeah. And that was actually, if you went to go watch the movie today, you might notice that the fil- the art for the movie is completely different. Uh, that's because that two fingers was recalled by the MPAA. Really? Because the movie, yes, the movie had not been rated yet at the time. Um, and they thought that the poster actually m- was too gross, <laughs> like too... Too graphic, maybe? Yeah. Too graphy, graphic for an R-rated movie, and so they ended up replacing the poster. Girl, that poster, too gross. Yeah. Real gross. <laughs> You're making it too, two fingers. Uh, anyway, You're making so, it hard to rate. Yes. I wish the MPAA sent their, like, ratings in the form of Boys to Men songs. I mean, that's, first of all, that's not Boys to Men. Oh, that's uh, right. <laughs> but I am ashamed. It's all good. So this movie, and and I'm only going to say this because we don't cover this exact part of home market. But in its first week of DVD release, this sold over three million DVDs. So it was the fastest selling DVD at the Shit. time. Yeah, it's so many. This is like DVD heyday, though. Like I remember. Yes. I think it was. I can't remember what night at the, during the week it was. But there was a time period in college where like. I would go to Walmart with my roommate every like Thursday night at midnight to see yeah. what was out and we'd buy it and watch it like the new DVD releases. So in this movie, Henry Rollins was originally cast to play the role of Xavier, but due to scheduling conflicts had to pull out. Um, although he would have been fucking terrifying also. <laughs> he would have been great. Yeah. Although the guy who plays Xavier in this movie has done a bunch Frankie of stuff G. and he's great in this. He's great in this. Uh, the original yeah. Jigsaw puppet in the first Saw was controlled by a fishing line. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you could just say he was a marionette, Paige. We get he it. He was a marionette. Uh, in this movie, they made him remote controlled because they finally had a little bit more money. I thought for a second you were going to say it was controlled by Mary Shaw. Mm, what mm. that mouth do? Isn't it the same producer, though? Like, Isn't that like a... Is there a sequel to that? Yeah, but uh, I don't think there's... I don't know if there's a sequel is to that. Is there a Dead Silence 2? I don't think so. I hope so. There is no Dead Silence 2, so there is no sequel no. with Mary Shaw, Mikey. You I gotta go all the way with this. Yeah. Thank goodness. So, <laughs> Darren Lynn Bousman, who directed this, would go on to direct the next two, so Saw 3 and Saw 4, and then he returned to direct Spiral as well. Okay. So, cool. I think we might see more of the same as we kind of go into this. Now, the, pr- the production designer, even though this is all in one building, 
it does consist of 27 different sets on one soundstage. Yeah. It's probably just like one of those huge soundstages. Like we That's saw Paramount cool. when we were there. Yeah. Uh, you know, you could easily build all 27 of those sets on one of those soundstages. Like they're huge. Yep. Um, now, Lawrence Gordon, who was one of Jigsaw's victims in Saw 2004, uh, is revealed to be the doctor that diagnosed him with cancer. And those are your fun Ooh. facts. Well, thank you for those fun facts, Paige. Let's talk a little bit about box office. So what do you think the budget was for Saw 2 in 2005 when it came out? Ooh. I'm going to say $5 million. Okay. Mm. Mikey, what do you think? 20 Okay. Paige is a lot closer in so much as that she is exactly correct. It was $5 million, oh, nice. uh, which, if you adjust for inflation, is roughly $7.8 million today. Now... This movie premiered on October 28th, 2005, and was the number one movie in the theater that weekend. It came out. Two other movies also premiered that weekend. The number two movie that premiered that weekend was The Legend of Zorro. The number three movie that premiered that weekend was Prime. Number four was Dreamer, inspired by a true story. And number five was was Wallace and Gromit, The Curse of the Were-Rabbit. What do you think Saw 2 brought in in its opening weekend? I'm going to say 15. Okay. This is like height movies. I'm going to say 25. Mikey, you're closer. It was actually $31.7 million Damn. in its opening weekend. I'm starting to figure out why they made 10 sequels. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, of course. We're, yeah, we'll, we'll talk a little bit longer because this was in the theaters for 10 weeks total. It was never again the number one movie, but it was, it was third in its second week. And it was never again in the top five. But. What do you think it brought in and it's 10 weeks domestic? I'm going to say 80 mil. Okay. 100. Mikey, you're a little bit high. Paige was closer. It's 87 million, but it made another $65.9 million internationally for a total of $152.9 million, which if you adjust for inflation from 2005 dollars to today's dollars, that would be $240.4 million. Which is insane. Also, I have a rough estimate of the DVD fun fact Paige told us earlier. Oh, nice. Great. They made, an, a, this is a um, estimate, it says, but it's $44.9 million in domestic Jesus. DVD sales alone. That's crazy. So they made 10 of these movies because they just print money. Yeah. What I think I'm excited about with the franchise is that like also- it seems that they vary wildly with quality. Yeah, I have heard that. Well, we'll see. I, I think the first two are pretty solid, scary movies. Like, I don't want to watch them again, but they're solid. Well, no, like, some look like they're shot. That spiral one looked like true detective style, like, really yeah. good camera work. This looks not great. I wonder what's going to happen. It's up and down. I can't wait to find out. But that's your mm -hmm. box office. So, Mikey, do you want to hit him with that scary scale? Yeah, our Scary Scare listeners, a scale of 1 to 10 of how scary we found the film today. One example is Ghostbusters. Our 10 example is Texas Chainsaw Massacre Page. I'm going to give this a 2 mainly for the needle pit. God. Yeah, okay, so I'm going to give this a 5, but it is not as scary as it could be because of the flashes and the cuts and all that stuff. But the body horror stuff really fucks me up, man. I kind of I don't like it. I'm going to go ahead and give it a 1 yeah, for me. That's fair. And that's our Scary Scale. Well, this week, you guys made us watch Saw 2. What are you making us watch next week? It's the listener request. Oh, that's right. It is listener request. And the Patreon listeners narrowed their sequel month choices down to 
The Bride of Chucky, Hell House LLC, Orphan First Kill, and Scream 6. And Bride of Chucky pretty much crushed the final vote uh, with 41% of the vote. So your homework for next week is to check out Jennifer's Tilly's in The Bride (laughs) of Chucky. Uh, And I hear it's bonkers and a lot of fun, and I honestly cannot wait to watch it. So thank you all so much for picking it, and we'll see you next week. And uh, make sure you complete your homework assignment of watching Bride of Chucky before next Monday. So, Mikey, do you want to hit us with a review? Yeah, give me two seconds. Well, while you're looking one up, let me read a Spotify comment that we got under our Scream 2022 episode. So this one is from Anthony, who says, Fun fact, Scream 7 is going to be directed by... The guy who did Freaky and Happy Death Day. Oh, I do like Freaky. Even though you guys didn't like this one, maybe you'll like that one if you'll check it out. So, I mean, I'm sure we'll do all the screams at some point eventually. But I have high hopes for that because I loved those two movies. But, Mikey, whose review are you going to read this week? Yeah, I'm going to review uh, Chefferg83, our chief. Well, what does is, what is Chefferg83 have to say? yeah. Well, it's long. I haven't read it. I'm just going to go ahead and try to like. It was the best of reviews. It was the worst of reviews. Yeah. Life. life well, the title is like life gets hard sometimes. Comma. Thank you for your service. Maybe. I don't know. I, it's the, the title's too long. Do you want me to look it up? It sounds like it. It sounds like it. it's sad. <laughs> well, we'll just. You don't have to. It says life gets hard sometimes. Thank you, horror virgin. I like when I guess the rest. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I've been listening to the to I've been listening to podcasts for several years now, but I've never found one that really clicked listening to listening to my love of horror. I've been a horror fan since I was a child. Fred and Freddie and Jason for me were like Mickey Mouse and Bugs Bunny to others growing up. Okay. I started listening to your podcast almost from the start, but love how Todd, Mikey, and Paige mesh so well, almost like friends discuss our love of horror. Same. The reason I started really listening to podcast, the podcast was to pass the time during my chemo treat. Oh, this is a sad review. Oh, this is. A- I've been dealing with cancer almost six years now, and having you all to listen to between your podcasts uh, is really nice escape sometimes. To add to that, recently I suffered a pretty bad hemorrhaging stroke and suffered a bad brain bleed. I suffered some oh, paralysis man. on my left side that my cancer brings. A tremendous amount of pain, especially at night. Sleeping hasn't become easy, so I've been popping in my earbuds at night and listening to repeat episodes of you all. Life gets hard sometimes, especially when life continues to roll on when you've got family that still depend on you to get better. So with this review, I truly thank you all. Thank you for providing an outlet of escape at times that it's needed. People have a lot to deal with sometimes in life, and even the simplest things can mean the most. And one last thing. Please get around to reviewing Howard the Duck on Romancing the Pot. <laughs> yes, Paige, it is a true romantic romance movie to the core, and Todd deep down agrees. Absolutely, I agree. Anyways, thanks again for all you do. Also, I'm slowly but surely regaining my ability to walk with assistance Great. along with gaining mobility with my left arm and hand suffering from the stroke. So, so you know, there's that. Uh, smiley face emoji. Y'all keep being awesome. Billy Ferguson, Lexington, Kentucky. Well, not to dox you, Billy, but thank you so much for that awesome review. And man, I that thanks, sucks, bro. But Billy, thank you so much. And God, I just feel like this is like one of the reviews you just don't like feel worthy of it. Like I don't. Oh, that's thank you for letting us keep you company in this time in your life. I'm so sorry you're going through. Yeah, very sweet yeah. review. Yeah, I mean it, that just it's touching, and you don't really have the words to say except yeah. that I'm sorry that Todd's voice gave you cancer. <laughs> 
<laughs> wow. If this whole thing has been a bit brought to you by Billy Ferguson and Mikey, I'm going to be so mad. I don't think so. Okay, so you don't know, Billy. This is not like a bit. But this is not the first review like this we've gotten. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, if you want to have Mikey read your five-star review, leave us a five-star review. So, guys, if you like this show but want to hear this power thruple on another movie review show about romance and romantic comedies, check out Romancing the Pod, where Mikey, Paige, and I break down and make fun of romantic movies. It's a lot of fun, guys. Check it out. If you want to follow us on social, please do. We are at Horror Virgin or online at HorrorVirgin.com. If you want to follow us all individually, you can do that as well. Paige is at Paige Wesley on Twitter or Rampage Wesley everywhere else, including TikTok. Mikey is at M Randolph 24 and I am at Todd J Awesome. If you like the show so much and you want to help financially support it, please do by going to patreon.com slash horror virgin where you can get a lot of great levels and a lot of great stuff like bonus episodes, director's cut episodes where they're a little bit longer and you get them actually a day earlier mm-hmm, than the mm-hmm. regular feed drop. We do a lot of great things like listener requests and stuff like that. So guys, check out yeah. the Patreon and help support the show. If if you want to financially support me but not Todd, just look me up on Venmo. If you can't financially support the show, that's understandable. That's fine. But if you want to hang out with us on the daily, join the Facebook group uh, at facebook.com slash group slash horrorvirgin. We also link it like once a week, so just find it there and join the awesome Facebook group. Literally, we're in there talking every day. It's awesome. And guys, we got a P.O. box. So if you want to send us some love letters or whatever you might send to a P.O. box, it's actually not a P.O. box. It's like a regular street address. It's pretty awesome. It's 6688 Nolensville Road, number 108-34, Brentwood, Tennessee, 37027. So send us some stuff. Yeah. And if you want to check out our Twitch stream, we're at twitch.tv slash Todd Awesome, where we will be playing horror video games. So if you have always wondered what it would be like to watch me get scared, you can now do that on Twitch while I play these horror games. It's twitch.tv slash Todd Awesome, guys. Check it out. It's a lot of fun for you. Not a lot of fun for me. This episode was brought to you by Tia, and Tia's teenager's been, like, driving her crazy this week. So how is Tia's teenager driving her crazy? Why don't you just go back to your fucking mom's house? (laughs) She keeps shoplifting. I uh, think if you can't stop shoplifting, you're going to have to go back to your mom's house. At least that's what Mikey is saying. So act right, maybe. This episode also brought to you by Jonathan, and Jonathan wants me to make you guys watch a video, so I am going to literally steal your screens and force you to watch this video right now. You guys ready? Yeah. Let's do it. Oh, it's like a Freddy Krueger dancing to September, but I'm here for it. I'll be honest with you, I'm the kind of white guy that will dance to Earth, Wind, and Fire at every wedding, so like, of course. Freddy, same. And honestly, is it even a wedding if they don't play Earth, Wind, and Fire? I say not. <laughs> not. No, it certainly is not. And Jonathan, thank you so much for that awesome video and for your awesome support. We now return you to another episode of uh, the, the Patreonicals. Mm, welcome back to that. Mikey, it seems like you're talking slow so as to hopefully think up what you're going to do for the Patreonicals. It's called building suspense (laughs) i love how you're like stretching out the words because you know if you just pause i'll just cut out the pauses also i don't think we've got done recording pre two hours ever so i have 13 minutes mikey 
Do not create a 13-minute patriotical. <laughs> Welcome to the war of the patrioticals. I have such a busy week. I can't. I have such a busy week. Patrioticals Endgame, Volume 1. No. <laughs> in order for me to tell you this story of the patriotical, let me tell you how I fell in love with this woman <laughs> and her son. <laughs> it's a pinball reference. I remember. Nobody gets it. You, I love that, that you're the biggest fan of that movie, and I just, I love it. I, I'm the same way with Elizabethtown, where, like, everyone hates, like, he's like, that movie was okay. And I was like, I love that movie. And they're like, okay. For the record, no one has hated Pinball. No one saw Pinball. There's a difference. Although I haven't seen Elizabethtown, so I might love it, too. Would you like, perhaps, maybe to do a Patriotical yeah, episode? Yeah, let's go. Okay. Yeah, maybe we talk Listen about that. Up. <laughs> Queen Libby says We gotta get the fuck out of Fairytaleville Because of the fucking three people became an oracle Who's now evil who's trying to kill us Okay Not just the oracle Like they are like evil dead rise oracle Which is like, yeah, oracles yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just now a true triple villain You know Hell yeah It's cool They've retreated back down from the giant world. They're at the castle. Uh, Wes, the handsome dude, is like, get your shit together, Isaac. You're in charge. These fucking new knights don't know what the fuck is up. Kate is starting to build defenses of the castle. Uh, Isaac, start, he pulls into Jay's pack, pulls out Sunzi. That's how they rescue Wait, him. They pull him out of Jay's pack. Yeah. How? And he's like, how did I get here? And he's like, fucking Jay's pack is fucking rock. Jay's and pack so, is like O-P-A-F. You know what I'm saying? Sonsy, we need you on the front lines to really take the hits. Because everybody doesn't like him. That's the running joke. Oh, that's right. I forgot. That's what Madeline the Jester says as she cartwheels by this scene. <laughs> to explain the joke. <laughs> <laughs> I do love fully that Paige is knitting right now during the Patreonicals. I'm crocheting. It's okay. Oh, sorry, we sorry. Can, the crochet. We all don't have to listen to each other's things. Oh, no, I think she's listening. She's just, I am you know, listening. Yeah. The Patreonicals is a curse that I I picked up two years ago. I'm like, it's like, it's like it follows. It's like I, every week I got to do one or it gets me. I'm making a Mothman. <laughs> Can't wait to see it. So- uh, Dreskel in his Iron Man suit comes down, his little face plate goes up, and then uh, Kate is with him, and then... Uh, Wait, is Dreskel small? Because you made it sound like he was like a toddler in an Iron Man suit when you were like... No, he's like a full-grown oh, Iron okay. Man. The way you were like, his little face plate goes up, but I was like, oh, is he like a small guy? <laughs> so they're having a chat about how to get out of here. Okay. Uh, Natasha and Karun are like, give me Jay's pack. If Sonsy can come back, so can my children. And they start pulling out the fucking kids, one and one yeah, How? here come the kids. Yeah, and they get all 18 of their children back, and they're all crying in the back, which is what they usually do in episodes. Um, <laughs> Bo Easy lands his flying jet ski and kisses Allie and is like, we got to get out of here, baby. <laughs> and smashes a beer against his head and drinks the rest. Yeah, he's got the, he's got the helmet with two beers oh. and with the straws <laughs> that go in. James Erie is like, hey, why don't we go to the wishing well and throw a bunch of coins in and wish to get back to the real world or whatever. And then um, that honestly does sound like exactly how you'd get out of fairy tale landville or wherever <laughs> the fuck we are. So like Mikey, well done. Like I'm impressed with that line of story. Mm -hmm. So everybody's like, Good, good fucking idea. And then Jeremy with the laser <laughs> eyes is like, where's the wishing well? Does anyone know? Can we pull it out of Jay's pack? And they're like, we can't just pull everything out of Jay's pack. No, it's we a can't, Deuce Mikey. Deuce X pack or whatever. Deuce S packina. Deus X packina. Deus X packina. Sex Calibur, the sword, is like, I know where 
the well is. Do you happen to know the Muffin Man? Yes, but I will only take you there <laughs> if you wish me to be a real person and not a talking sword. What? Uh, so back up in the world of the giants, uh, the fucking monster person that is Vixen Avery in the middle and they and then um oh yeah like the megazord River that like Moon, formed yeah who the the bad witch and Aaron the other witch and they're all together and they're like they're passing the ball and all three of them are like here's what we're going to do they um Vixen passes the ball to River Moon and is like how do we kill all these motherfuckers and then they're like I know. Let's do the flying monkeys, like what the Wizard of Oz. Even though that's not fairy tales, and then they pass the ball because uh, that's how they do like office work. Is they only the person with the ball talks, and so Aaron was like, <laughs> "It keeps things civil and and high stress environments." Yeah, love the flying monkeys idea, but we got to do something else with that. Let's bring Humpty Dumpty to life, but like make him a monster and send him down there as well. And they're like, fuck it, done. And then they do a magic spell, an evil version of Humpty Dumpty, and a bunch of flying monkeys are headed towards the castle. And that's how the episode ends. Oh, wow. I cannot wait to see how they get out of fairytale landville on another episode of The, the Patriarchals. That's going to be it for us, you guys. I'm Paige. I'm Mikey. And I'm your horror virgin, Todd. Keep it oogie spooky. Yeah. Have a great week. Bye. I do think Saws with a dollar sign would have been a better name for this. Right? Because it printed money.